This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, ladies. I hope each of you have had a good day today. I was thinking today that there's some things in this life that are really completely unimportant. They may never affect us one way or the other. And there are some things that are better left unsaid. I'm pretty sure you can all agree with that. We don't really need to be a part of any discussion that's going to lead toward or will result in things like gossip, slander, malicious remarks, or make rash and hasty statements that we may not even be able to keep. The Bible bears this out, doesn't it? Jesus stated the following, Matthew 5.33. Again, you have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. We don't have to go to great extremes to prove our word, or to make a promise, nor do we have the power or authority to do so, really. Our speech is really of the utmost importance. May we all make sure that we're quick to hear and assess what we hear, and slow to speak, being careful with our responses, being in control of our emotions. James one nineteen through 21 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, for every man, let every man, be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. <clears throat> now I started looking at that word superflu <clears throat> excuse me, superfluity of naughtiness. And when you get down into identifying what that actually means, it's basically just more than enough or excess wrath. It's those things that are not necessary. It's not really a term that we use today. When we think of naughtiness, we think more of children misbehaving or something. But it's really more than that. It's about our dialogue and how we speak. So we need to keep that in mind when we're talking and try to make sure that when we speak with people that we don't just elaborate and elaborate because chances are it's going to lead to maybe changing the concept of things with folks. When our hearts and minds are on the God of heaven, it's really hard to be serving Satan's desire for our souls. We all talk about how we want to defeat the evil in this world. Well, it all starts right in our own hearts, doesn't it? If every Christian were to be completely aware of God's word and applying it to our daily lives, we would have the world. There's a time to tell, a time to speak, and a time to share. Many wise and faithful women in the Bible did just that. You could not have silenced them. I know this because some tried. Consider Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus. The angel of the Lord told her she would bear a child and call his name Jesus, for he would save his people from their sins. Mary pondered this in her heart. 
We can read of these accounts in Matthew 1, 18-23 and Luke 2, 1-19. She didn't run out and tell the world how special she was or how she was chosen to deliver that precious one who would save us from our sins. God knew that she was wise and able to discern, obedient to his will. Time would reveal all that and how things must fall out in the way that God intended from the foundation of the world. The Samaritan woman who met Jesus at the well and realized he was the Messiah, she's a great example of a time to tell. We can read of this account in John chapter 4. Jesus told a Samaritan woman to give him a drink in verse 7. In verses 9 through 10 she replied, Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. <clears throat> Excuse me. After Jesus revealed that he knew everything about her, we see her belief and understanding. As we read John 4.19, The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Once she perceived that Jesus is the true Messiah, her ultimate reaction is shown in John 4.28-30. The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come, see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. She went and told. This is a time to tell, ladies, a time when the most important message ever is told. And people responded to her announcement. And verse 39 says, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, He told me all that I ever did. Those who were not Jews... Those who were considered heathens, if you will, they believed. How wonderful that good news of the Savior was being spoken to all, even Gentiles, as was prophesied, all because she went and told. Many other women went and told the good news. We can see various other tellings as we read through the Bible. Mark sixteen nine through 11 now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him, as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive, and had been seen of her, believed not. You know, some may not believe us at first either, but later on realized that our telling was actually the truth. But we still do what God commands. We tell the gospel to others. We show it to them. Thankfully, some will believe, if not in the beginning, perhaps later. But our job is to tell, to be soul searchers, first inwardly, to make sure our soul is in a right state with God, and secondly, to search for the souls that are lost and dying and give them the life-giving way of salvation. So yes, there's a time to listen and a time to act. Act upon our own hearts, supplying that precious soul-saving blood, not just the blood that our hearts pump through our bodies, but that blood that Jesus shed. That can be accomplished by our belief in Christ, our confession that He is the Son of God, repentance of our sins, 
and immersion in water, baptism for the remission of those sins. And the Lord adds us to the church, His church. We can read of all these steps toward salvation in Acts chapter 2. That chapter is the hub of God's plan of salvation. We must then lead faith, live faithful lives for Him, Revelation 3.10. When we do that, we can be assured that we will be with our Father in Heaven for eternity. But that's just the beginning. Our mission for souls is where we go and tell, Matthew 28.18-20 and Mark 16.15-16. Wise and faithful women of God know when to speak and when not to speak. They understand the need to open their mouths in truth. Those who keep their hearts with diligence, Proverbs 4.23, and who fill their hearts with the good word of God, and those things which edify, Philippians 4.8. Once prepared, they speak those things which will become godliness. A careful reading of Titus chapter 2 will reveal many of those things that we should all be doing as Christians so that when we not only go and tell, we go and show and tell. Just as clothing is becoming to our physical bodies, so should the gospel of salvation be as our spiritual wear, as we remember these inspired words from the psalmist that we read in Psalm 19.14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Ladies, I'll leave you today, and I'll leave you to study this subject further, and I pray that we will all conduct our lives in wisdom and faithfulness to our Father, and I thank you for listening. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.